Greetings. Hey, hello. Welcome to our Mystica Podcast. Podcast of life. What do you do in life? Are you making money? Going around in circles? Going through the cycles, the grind, the programming, day in, day out? Guess what I've decided to do after all my meditations and writings, game design and all that stuff. I decided I need to get a job. That's it. You made me do it, society. You made me. You coerced me. You medicated me. And now I have to surrender into capitalism. Surrender into the glory of capitalism. The wonders of buying and selling. Buying and selling. Can one reach enlightenment by buying and selling? The answer is... Figure it out is the answer. And if you think you can get enlightenment through meditating, also figure it out. (laughs) I invite on the podcast Cody Kazum, great spiritual, mystical wanderer of the cosmic planes who studies and has been studying the concept of Hermes and Mercury. We talk about that and we connect it to points you might not even imagine that you could have imagined. So check out this podcast. It's great. I love Cody. We are star friends from some other galaxy somewhere doing what we can to serve humanity. Uh, I don't know. Since August 1st, I mean, I've been just kind of going through routines and kind of like studying stuff wrote a book about immunity uh did did a lot of writing um continuing yeah i was just like continuing study to just like work it out and working on my health and then august 1st came and my whole reality kind of like broke down again and i got afraid of money and i was worried that i wasn't doing enough in the world and so i just went kind of insane and my family thought I was insane. I was like, I don't, I, I don't, I just wanted to like ah, go into the next realm or something, but I'm stuck here in this physical form and it sucks. And I couldn't lucid dream anymore. I couldn't dream very well. I couldn't sleep at all. And so now like I, I'm just like looking for jobs and I, I just found a custodian job and I think maybe I'll do that for a year or something, just part-time, maybe like 20 hours and maybe that will rest my mind. I don't know. I, that's that's where I've been. That's that's where I've been at. What, uh, what's been going on with you? Uh, not too much, actually. I- a lot of health issues, Crohn's disease, and also schizophrenia, but that's not really an issue at the moment. So at least I got that going for me. Uh, self-published a book. Have you tried CBD? Sorry? Schizophrenia. Have you tried CBD instead of... Um, oh, yeah. Does that work for All you? All the time. Yeah. Uh, it seems to work. I don't have many issues with it. I, I, I like it a lot. I think it works a lot better than um antipsychotics what what yeah, book, what book my, did you write uh it's called the book of mercurius it's just uh i got a collection of other books that referenced the concept or the person mercurius from charles young's ideas 
And I just collected them into a book and then about 28 to 30 book references. So Whoa. every I've been reading a lot lately. So I've been just comp com compiling it all together and so, trying to get a sense of what the idea really means and what is. Yeah. So tell me about, Macarius, what is that symbol? And it's been stretched out throughout space and time back in the ancient days, right? Um, yeah. Connecting with Hermes Trismegistus, who's connected with Thoth the Atlantean. Some people believe that like Hermes is literally Thoth because he brought so much knowledge and basically tote actually that some people say tote because they say that's actually where thought like tote like hermes literally gave humanity thought which is an astounding contradiction compared to the eastern knowledge of perhaps zen where or you know hindu um philosophy where they'll say stop your thought you know they'll be like cancel all thought like that's why you're suffering is thought your thought is suffering whereas the western knowledge will be like actually thought is what will propel us to greater heights so on and so forth what um so taking that into account what do you what do you think about thought good or bad it really depends on what you think but uh you're not gonna like run out of thoughts ever truly ever gonna be empty of thoughts so you might as well get friendly with them and accept them for what they are and try to hone yeah. them and like like uh yeah, kind of like metallurgy where you're like folding steel over and over and over again and tempering steel and swords and forging weapons or not even weapons just tools yeah that's like a tool to get from like a to b but it doesn't get you to the very end i mean it's a really interesting well, thought, you can think about anything about thoughts because that's what thoughts are, is just thoughts about thoughts, really. I, I like that idea. Like, I like how you said get comfortable with it because a lot yeah. of what – I guess it's kind of like just trauma from those philo those ancient philosophies that are like, you know, um, the, the, very, the very strict ones that are like you really need to end your – you need to kill your thought and stuff like that. Whereas if – in the modern age, I think it's a better idea to be like, nah, just get friendly with thoughts. Like they'll neg they'll get super negative, they'll get positive, but it'll always shift around. And so, yeah. so long as you let it flow, you can guide your thoughts if you need to, um, and stuff like that. I like the analogy you said with metallurgy, where it's sort of like yeah. you're refining your thoughts, like you're kind of programming your thoughts to be more effective to direct your soul into whatever, you know, service, flow, um, compassion, or, or self-service, whatever you need in the moment, right? Mm. Yeah. One thing uh, about Mercurius and thoughts, which have, like, a commonality, is, like, the elemental Mercury, and how, like, Terrence McKenna mentioned this before, about how, like, it's a little microcosm of the world, and it's the liquid, it's the liquid metal at room temperature, so right there, it's a little different than all the other metals. And uh, it takes on the shape of the container it's in. It reflects everything that's around it, like the mind does. Like it, the mind just reflects kind of what's going on around it and shines it back onto itself and thinks about it. Like that's what I think that's maybe where the term reflection maybe comes from. Yeah. But yeah, the like the actual elemental mercury is a good metaphor for mind and thoughts. 
I think it's kind of interesting that like the Chinese people played around with what oh, was it consuming? I think a lot of people consumed mercury. And then yeah. they, they thought it had like a special kind of power to it to consume the mercury. And now uh, we know mercury is just kind of like a straight up poison and it sucks because it's in our fish. And every time we eat fish, we're eating like a little bit of mercury. And so I feel like that's one I, for the pescatarians out there. I'm sorry, but you're eating mercury. <laughs> Forgive me. Okay, uh, so not now to close that line down and shift it back to Mercurius, there's still there's still more to that than just just that. What what else do you have for me? Uh, Mercurius is like according to Carl Jung and his alchemical studies, it's uh He's a daemon, like, you know, a daemon, and uh, aerial spirit, wind demon, like a wind daemon. Yeah. He's um, uh, associated with fire and with water, as because they were both thought of by the ancient Greeks to be both the first substances by uh, Heraclitus thought fire was the first substance, and I forget who it was, he thought water was the first substance, like the primal archetypal substance that all the other elements come out of. Yeah. But it, uh, Mercurius is like this element. It's not, you know, the three substances, sulfur and Mercurius. Where the, so you got the four elements and they all boil down to three substances, which yeah. is salt, sulfur, or mercury, or Mercurius. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's really, it's all just alchemical terms. But it's uh, basically your, another thing I read about Mercurius is it's like your own spirit or soul. In your like, because it is like the mental properties, the noose or the logos of the rational mind, but even the it's unconscious too, so it's irrational or pre rational as well. And just like, it's so, it's so hard trying to grasp the concept because it's just like liquid mercury, it just slips out of wherever it's in, yeah. like sitting in any vessel it's in, it just slips and slides, and it's hard to pin down. Uh, it's malleable, you know, like. Yeah mercury when we put mercury in the uh, lava lamps and it's it uh, that's what i was just imagining i just love lava lamps i just love medit have you ever meditated at a lava lamp before it's the greatest experience ever like you can expect you can really focus and it 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 just works like I, w I i don't know I feel like in the future we'll have more lava lamps around our cities and stuff just just so we could observe the malleability of our human mind and everything. It's also like a metaphor for the mind as well, I feel, because the mind really has to constantly change in order to adapt to the circumstances of the day. And so there, I, I guess it's... No, that's connected to Prometheus, but... The I guess Hermes kind of like had those boots, those like winged boots. He was like the yeah, really the, fast person, like he was the messenger, right? He was like the yeah, quick the Pegasus, the Pegasus boots or the hover yeah. boots from Zelda. Yeah, I was gonna say, I just played the Zelda Minish Cap and I was recording myself doing it, and then I realized, oh, yeah, I won't be able to make a living doing this. Because no one's interesting. I mean, no one's interested in my cosmic reality at the moment. You know, we'll have to wait um, a good thirty years for that. I think. <laughs> what do you? I mean, what do you like? It, we'll have to wait until the intelligence of humanity kind of catches up, and that that will probably take about thirty. 
30, uh, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, post-singularity, maybe. maybe. Yeah, post-singularity. Yeah, post- around then. <laughs> okay, so this is what I want to ask you. Um, are you going to get the Neuralink when it comes out? No, I don't think so. I, I, I One thing, think... I probably wouldn't be able to afford it. Oh, right. Well, what, what if there was a universal basic income um, and you could afford it? Would you Would you choose it? No, I'd rather want to like get deeper into my own thoughts, really, just like in my own mind to like know what's like hiding in there I still can't access or like just see within like that's why like why I like to make art too is because it's like what's hidden in the recesses recesses of your mind is yeah. like it's brought to the forefront. Yeah. But uh, I don't know about reading other people's minds because you wouldn't really get a deep like connection. I don't think it would just be like you can kind of like be, I don't know how it would work. Would it be like a force you'd feel of someone's thoughts? Would it have language even? Yeah. Or yeah, I mean like well okay. I mean no one's gonna believe it, but that's sort of how I sense people's energy. Is sometimes I kind of like sense a thought they're having, or I sense just their full body like there or i sense their words have a lot of meaning and stuff but with the neural link wouldn't thought transfer kind of be like oh you're just sending an email or something i don't know what it would be but it would it, i feel like it would be like a lesser form of what the human mind is already capable of and so i feel like it would just be a kind of a scam i don't really know why people would want that get the newer link if we ever did invent it but people will have the choice to get it and you know they'll have the choice to remove it right they would just be really painful to get either one to install either one in their brain i feel like that would short circuit the brain a lot because yeah. the brain can evolve and expand and you know we can do psychedelics or we can meditate or we can read books and stuff I don't see a point to the Neuralink. I, I, electric cars, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I haven't, I, you must know this with uh, psychosis or just hearing voices or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's scary like when a voice or something pops into your head. I couldn't imagine just like getting a message out of the blue or spammy calls or anything like that. You know, yeah, just yeah. like someone sending a message to you and you're like, oh, I don't want to talk about this right now or like hear this. Where is this coming from? Like, right. That or, anonymous, like it's in the ether. So it's just it just surprises you and shocks you. And right. No, this right. see, th this is what's happening to me all the time. Um, I'm getting these really terrible, well, terrible because I don't like people are telling me you need this and this and that if you hear voices and I'm like well I'm going to hear them anyway I I'm, I'm already schizophrenic I'm schizophrenic for life even if I take antipsychotics um that usually silences them but instead I just like to not interpret it negatively and I get really powerful messages that are really scary you know like um stuff that switches words around to mean something that they're not like what if there's you know um just playing around with words like eternity like what if there's no eternity what if there's no consciousness what if there's no you know these are all just words though they so in order to silence those voices it's basically like a test it's like okay so i just heard a voice why did i negatively interpret 
that. Like I heard a voice just a moment ago while I was in meditation before um, talking with you, and I was seeing all kinds of visions, and um, just some of them scary, some of them pleasant, and you know, a lot of them gave me anxiety. A lot of it didn't. It's a whole process of my meditation. And one came, one came out was like, you know, Buddha is, I just heard the voice like, oh, he's, you think you're better than, I forgot what it was, but it was something like, because of my consciousness, Buddha fell, like Buddha fell in consciousness. I don't know how else to, yeah, I know. That's what I, that's exactly. And so I, I thought to myself, why did I believe that? Like, why would I believe that? Because because I heard a thought that said it, um, that doesn't make any sense. So it was certainly, instead, I interpreted it as like a test. Like someone said a thing, like if someone says, you're stupid, you don't have to believe that, right? No, that's the crazy thing is like, well, the crazy thing about being kind of crazy, because I've had this too, it's it's weird how culture can affect the voices too apparently um depending on which culture in the voices can be either more leaning towards positive like uplifting voices or more negative ones that tell you to hurt yourself or anything like that but uh yeah one time i had a voice last time around last time we talked is uh i don't know i was just like drinking and smoking weed and isolated it was at the beginning of the pandemic a few months in yeah and i just heard a voice that says i could save a billion lives and i didn't know what to do i just felt it in my whole body i got overwhelmed right out to the nurse i had to talk to a nurse in the hospital and no yeah like, okay get I, help and <laughs> they can help with that one because it was too much that was too much for me and i'm like i can't handle this i don't know where is it coming from right i don't know if it's true and that's the here's, thing you don't know if what it says is true or not and here's that's the scary part too i know that i know exactly what you mean here's what i believe just from my the process now it's like there do you believe in higher entities right like yeah what, i do kind of like at times like perhaps more con- compassionate higher entities. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure. sure so uh, I imagine like you got a little taste of what it's like to be a future version of yourself. Like within a, a f- uh, long enough span of time, we're all inevitably going to evolve into whatever a higher consciousness. And so when you're a higher consciousness, you have more responsibility, but as more responsibility, you can handle it more. So, like, you know how uh, everyone, uh, our consciousness has the responsibility of free will, which is amazing because, you know, animals probably don't have that as much. Plants have it 0%. Like, a plant has almost no free will, right? Um, because they're just kind of rooted in the ground. But as a human beings, we have free will. And, and you know, and and we know how much responsibility that is because we can choose to kill a person if we wanted to, right? And we're, or we could choose to be mean, or but that's a, on a lesser degree. So it's kind of awesome that we have this ability of free will, and and most of us are compassionate. Like most humanity does the right thing, as in not like lessening harm to varying degrees. So that that's our process. I feel like it's like. Sometimes we get a taste of that higher vibration 
and it sounds really scary, but that's just because we are integrating into that. We're, we're integrating into like harm reduction, maybe, or something of that caliber, or more intelligence, maybe. Um, so, it, you know, like the train analogy where uh, they have all these like problems. What is it? You know, like, oh, would you would you save one life um, or kill 10 prisoners life? You know, have you heard of those like moral? Yeah, the trolley problem, right? Yeah, the trolley problem. Right, exactly. Yeah. So this is like kind of stuff that only my brother speaks about. And it's really contradictive for me because like people talk about fascism and they say, oh, yeah, you got to kill fascists. And I, my immediate response is, but then you sound kind of like a fascist. Like you're you're saying we have to uh, kill someone in order to save others. I, I don't know if you thought about this before, but this is what no, all. No. Yeah, I. Yeah, okay, but it, it's sort of like the mystics never needed to. Like they've always expended that energy, back around. Like their energy never got into contact with that idea of controlling people in those ways. So sometimes people will kind of like gaslight us and say, oh, you're just a, a sheep. You like, you're a, a lamb to the slaughter. Like you're going to invite in fascism with your kindness and compassion. And uh, you need to pick a side and all this stuff. And I feel like, well, um, not really. I don't need to do that. I can vote for, I can support who I believe is like going to make the best decisions, like whether whether it's Democrat or uh, third party. I'm thinking Green Party or something like that, but I don't really. Uh, know. Have, you, have you ever heard of the Quakers and their like beliefs on like passive, like non-intervention and uh, conscientious objection to war? They, I mean, there's war, the war, the war, first World War going on and the Second World War. I'm sure. Uh, there's these conscientious objectors to the war and they're to, they're so passive. Like they're like, they're like these kind of Christian people who don't go to church. Like they reject, kind of reject the church itself, but they still like worship in their own way. And their gatherings are like quiet. And that's another thing like in history, there's always been claims of quietism and it's used like denigrating to denigrate people to like say, Oh, you're just quietist or you're not speaking up on the issue. We need to speak up and we need to do something about this or that. And, and, uh, no, it's, uh, there are people like other people, even in the West who like in history, like just are more reserved and try to be peaceful. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm looking at. Like there was that whole idea of never choosing violence but being in power at the same time, kind of like what Gandhi was doing, where he overturned the entire British Empire in India just because he was like, yeah, we, we're just going to protest your you know, fascism with nonviolence until we have peace and cooperation and so on and so forth. That, yeah, and the Quakers. And then there's this person I'm... Uh, well, I, I guess I read like a little audiobook about... I like listening to audiobooks because then I can do other stuff at the same time. It's like Gene Keys or something. I guess he was kind of a libertarian person, which libertarians is like a, a nuclear waste pile at the moment. Like they, they support nuclear, 
and well, we can get a, we can get into all that, but um, I just feel like I, we need cleaner energy. I, all that nuclear waste. Anyway, Gene Keys was still cool though, because he his whole idea was um, the idea of nonviolence. Like he was saying, how do you how do you challenge power with nonviolence? Now, uh, I don't even I'm not even at the point of challenging power with non. I don't even want to do any of that. I just want to help people and talk about ideas. I, I just want to challenge people's ideas. I really, I don't, I'm not into protest and stuff. I like to support protests when I see them, like with a thumbs, like there was like an abortion protest. A Kansas voted on, um, uh, 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 abortion, right? To, to they were, they were about to make it illegal in Kansas and it was going to overturn the Constitution. And I I actually had a moral quandary there, too. Because I never thought about this trolley problem before. I never really ever thought about it until it hit home. Until I, And I've never really thought about voting before until 20-whatever, 20, 20 or something like that. I, I never imagined I would be doing this. And then once you do it, you're like stuck in it for life. And you have to talk about it sometimes. Because you're like, oh, I guess I'm already in the trap. So what, what do I do to get out of it? And I guess I have to pick, you know, like put my energy towards something. Anyway, there was like people protest, like uh, a lot of um, women protesting that um, ban on abortion. I just gave them a thumbs up and, they're, and it just felt really good because they're like, yes, another supporter. And then I, you know, voted no to vote no on the ban. And I felt kind of good and it, and it didn't pass. And it, um I think that's right. I get pro-life. Like, I wish we could be pro-life, but we can't because we we don't have a universal basic income that allows people to support their children, I guess. So I felt like free will was better than canceling free will at the time. Anywho, let's bring it back to, um, unless you have anything else to say on this matter, we can bring it back to Mercury. Uh. Not really. We didn't bring it back to wherever. I wanted to talk about uh, you being a custodian. Yeah, let's, yes. Yeah, I've been a custodian for, I had uh, two different custodial jobs. So, yeah, it's a fun, it's not the worst job. I mean, people will mock you or, you know, just look down on you. You think that at least, but yeah. you really just, like, it's like uh, we we're just talking about, like, being like a quiet helper sort of to the world. That's, that's Rather than being, right. like, boisterous and out there. That's what it's I like feel, it's a job yeah. that goes by unnoticed, kind of like in behind the scenes, and it's kind of it's interesting. I mean, you did a, you get to know like the ins and outs of places too that other people don't see. Like what? I worked at a pub what? before, and I mopped up at a liquor store and a pub, and that was really interesting because you should see like the cashiers at the liquor store and the customers they dealt with, and then the waitresses yeah. and the servers and all that. And I, I can yeah. sense. I I am I wonder if you're thinking the same thing as me, but it, it reminds me of Hanuman, the service, the god of service, the servant. I've been listening. Oh, yeah, to, yeah. I've been listening to um, Ram Dass, and I like I got away from Ram Dass for a while, and I'm like, ah, okay, because he he talks a whole lot about service. Like just serving people, serving people, and that, kind of, and then he talks about ecology and, and all these things to help people, and he had it, it. It amazed me because he he always talked about service, and it amazed me because 
Um, you know, I never thought I would go that route. I thought I would just avoid all that because I, I felt like I could be a service just kind of talking with people or I don't know. And there was a story about Alan Watts and I never heard this before, but apparently like, um, they had a, Alan Watts and Ram Dass had a tea ceremony and Alan Watts had so much anxiety that he, his, his hands were shaking around the teapot and Ramdas was like, "This is ridiculous, Alan. What are you doing? What are you doing?" Because you know, Alan was a heavy drunk, and uh, you know, had all those side effects. And what I got from Alan Watts was that he, I I don't know if I heard this from him or this is just a channeled message from him or what, but he said he was a he had anxiety around Ramdas because Ramdas was actually doing the work. Whereas Alan Watts was simply kind of just being a lecturer, kind of philosophizing about things and stuff like that. And um, I don't know. It, it just depends. Like some people can hold that energy, though, of, of knowing that they're of value by just speaking. I think that's what the Zen, who the Zen masters were, basically. Zen masters knew that their knowledge was enough connected towards some sort of source of good or that you know they wouldn't say good they would probably say source of neutral uh, advancements they i know they wouldn't even say that but it, you get the idea it it's all in consciousness it's all like what are what how we define our anxiety do we define it as anxiety or do we define it as excitement and if we define it or how we define our energies like do we define our chills as good or bad because I get chills all the time and I I think they're good they feel good and then when my brother gets it he says oh that's scary oh I don't like any chills chills is um, weird uh, the chills are awesome I think in my opinion especially like when it's music induced yes like Hans like Hans Zimmer Halo oh, yeah. music who's that guy who oh, did, yeah. who's the person who did the Halo music I forgot his name. I, I couldn't tell you at this moment. But so these are like fictional stories, and it, it makes me think of like I wonder, you know, like the Bhagavad Gita um, or the Garden of Eden. You know, these are kind of like fictional, fictional stories. But at this, but some people say actually not. They have more power than that. Like like I know Halo was amazing because. It, it was like, okay, you, you, there's a fictional story there, but it's connecting to a, like a greater reality of humanity's spirit. Like a, a like Master Chief does the right thing all the time so that planet Earth is bettered in itself or, or whatever. And so when we look back at those like myths, uh, we see the same thing happening. We see this story evolving our consciousness to to some better flow or something i don't know i wish you could say something here uh yeah just like reducing resistance and at the very end of you're talking about uh inducing flow so i was like it's about like just making like smoothing out experiences in a way too so like instead of like having sharp edges of like oh this is that or I don't know what I'm talking about. Right no, yeah, no, yeah. I get it. Yeah, I'm there. it's like that. It's uh, like sharp. Like we 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 disrupt 
there there's like a disruption in our flow and i was just at the um gym today so i was at the gym and like you know you know how it is like when you get a locker you kind of want you i don't know you want your personal space but at the same time you know you're in the universe and people can just invade your personal space and just strike at your you know um flow and so you have to be comfortable with the constant disruptions all the time all every time until you decide to and and it, we can do that in any number of ways. We could like you know laugh, make a joke. The joke might not work, uh, whatever. But it's just being comfortable with the, the constant disruptions. And a lot of people. Well, I'm just thinking. My father was the way he went out was that he was not comfortable with the constant disruptions all the time. And so I don't know. I feel like maybe. Oh, sorry. No, yeah, go. Oh, I was going to say, I was trying to relate it back to the myth, like how, like, sure, like, their lives, like, the people the people in the mythical stories, they have rough, tough, like, just trial and error lives, and they're going through the hero's journey, They, you know, the yeah. circle, that the journey from the home, they meet the... You leave home and you meet a mentor, oh, and yeah, you yeah. fight the enemy oh, yeah, yeah. and all that. But, yeah, I'm sure their lives weren't easy, but, it, like... It, it eases up for other people like their lives because other people went through hard stuff so it's like okay even the hardest like resistance you meet or the blocks you meet on the way to the journey on the journey and i don't know i'm getting that but you know uh yeah no. miss, I'm, sure, I'm sure they evolved out of that place where it's like okay we're at a pivotal point right now but we're stuck and we have nowhere to go so we'll just tell the story of like atlas or whatever figure hermes or those and yeah. like i'm sure that, like yeah there's just like these stories that like get you from like just past that blockage and resistance just a bit more so let's talk no, yeah yeah no yeah that's exactly it. It, it it helps us all in many ways even if we're negative about it like negative about those stories like oh that's all myth that's all you know illusionary fantasy that helps a certain consciousness be a certain consciousness for a while for some reason but i want to go back so let's shift gears as this show consistently does on a regular basis billions of times a second how how about um what what piece of work that you've been doing that hasn't been getting a lot of attention recently you want to talk about I have a forum. It's not really anything because, I mean, no one really posts there, but I've had it for a few years. Ever since Duncan Trussell Family Hour Forum went down, mm-hmm. I made my own. And uh, just because it was like a home for me. And like, a, like I, I got accepted there at Duncan Trussell's Forum. Oh, yeah. And like, I was open and people accepted me for who I was. And I just, like, I was able to speak and work out my thoughts and type them out and I love that. But yeah, just like my forum, my forum is uh, more just uh, just collecting resources for now, like references and articles, books that look good, uh, just anything, because that's what forums are for, just shooting the shit, if I can say that. And, yes, you uh, can. And, uh, you know, just like working out ideas, improving yourself and getting your ideas out there and all that stuff. Good. Where, can, jazz. where can people find the forum? Uh, there's two ends to it. It's galactism.com or forum.cosmoeffect.com. What, what kind of things can they talk about? 
uh, all things cosmos and consciousness and all else in between. Wow. So the big ideas, but also like everything in between, like just like quantum physics, if you want, or cosmology, consciousness, ideas, psychology. Uh, it sorted out into like seven categories. So like, at the top, you got a category called Sophia, and then you got Astra, which means like stars. Have you so ever? That's like the space section. Yeah, you know what's a re- you know what's a really good uh, place to go to to if you have a lot of knowledge. Um, someone that suggested I never never tried it before, but it was called it's called Quora. What, what's that site? Quora.com. You know, yeah, like Quora. yeah. I actually yeah. I, I I known known about this website for a long time, but I never got interested in it until I read this like Medium article from some person that was like, hey, if you want to get your voice out there, this is actually the best website to do that. And so I just started answering a bunch of questions of spiritual, like all of the knowledge I've had of whatever enlightenment or spirituality and philosophy uh, and stuff like that. And it's so cool because you do get like more attention from you put your account there and it just feels like the forum. It feels like the 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 one forum, the hub of all forums is that website. I can't think of any other website. And you just answer people's questions or you give your, you can uh, ask a question. I guess you can't make statements or anything. This is more, actually, this is just more of what I feel like doing most of the time is answering people's questions. That's like what I love to do on forums. Um, some people rather make statements on forums. And so- Yeah, uh, it yeah. can vary. It can always I mean, vary. Yeah. When Got a good variety of like people just like it, people don't know anything and people who have an expertise in something. And then yeah. uh, you just like share resources and like references and your, your experience, knowledge and wisdom. If you have any of that, I mean, sure. We all do. That's the thing. We all do have like experience in some something that we know really well. Yeah. And like we just like so want to get across to other people or talk about i mean we all have interests so it's like if you can find a place like or a, or a forum to like just like banter banter online banter is hard to find really well some good I mean, online it's hard to find yeah. banter i remember i went into um i was just like trying to play around I, do you, you know like are, wait you don't play video games anymore do you no not much at all at all do you um watch any like fiction television or anything like that uh occasional show like i watched uh what's the last time i watched i don't even know <laughs> the oa maybe oh okay yeah like something that would right i need to watch that so yeah i just i like the really cerebral stuff like i'm really connected to game grumps like people playing video games i don't know why it's just it feels so good to not have to concern my consciousness with anything serious i i don't know if that's an addiction or not i don't know if i have to eventually remove that from from me but like i went on a discord that was just people kind of playing around and the banter was the like there was no way to to get any kind of serious message across without feeling shame so I, it, w- it was like the worst thing at all. I was trying to be as nice as possible in my comedy and people just berated me. And so, I, I, yeah, I feel like, I don't know. 
I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be doing that. Uh, but I, I still play video games. I don't know if I need to quit that or not. What do you think? Uh, you really know what you're on your own. Like if it's, it comes too much for you, like at last at the last video game, I that's sort of the one that made me decide to quit was uh, Killzone for PlayStation. Three. Oh yeah, well that's a violent. Vi- See, okay, yeah, no, it's so violent. But the thing I was like, you know what? They're all like this. They're almost all like this. So they, I'm just gonna. They are. But break. There's. Uh, I quit all violent video games because I know what happened for me was um, I just started having dreams where I was kind of like shooting people in my dreams, and it got me thinking like, wait a minute, am I shooting dream people? Is that even? Uh, a good idea to even shoot dream people i mean i saw american psycho that movie was crazy and so uh it, it made me realize i could just play the non-violent video games and it, it would it would balance my soul out more and that's what i've done and and you're right there there's it's very hard to find anything that's completely non-violent i was playing like eco survival and that's really good because it's it's like you, you're just cooperating and sharing money and doing like tap metallurgy you know uh engineering and uh, farming and stuff but anyway uh i, I don't know maybe like maybe eventually i'll realize oh i don't even need the video games anymore but i'd have to be in like some sort of community intent like some sort of uh, eco community or something for me to feel useful i i went to uh, Earthship Academy in New Mexico for, you know, like a month to learn how to build houses. And it was so interesting because I never did that kind of hard labor before. I was like digging up sand and breaking rocks with a pickaxe and kind of like if they were telling me like, put all right, here you put tires over here and you put sand in this thing. I was like, whoa, this is weird. Like I've never done this before and it's so much more so much more involved than i thought like i thought it would be super easy to just build a house by myself no it's it's like you need all the stuff that we already have you know like steel rebars and um cement mixers and stuff like that i was like oh you need cement mixers i thought we would like i felt like we would be free from technology or something like a luddites in in the future but i don't think that's possible um for the great majority of us and so uh, I, I, when I went to sleep, I would dream of just like pickaxing sand and it, it was really cool. Like I had a lot of really interesting, positive experiences there where my, my sleep time wasn't as scary. I, I saw a green, like meteorite fall from the sky and I was like, what is that extraterrestrial or something? I don't know, but it, I looked it up and it was definitely like a, some sort of meteorite. They, they apparently they followed from the sky they glow green i was like man that's crazy that i saw it. like what are the odds that i would see something like that um coming here so i just feel like yeah there's there's ways we can train our consciousness to be more cooperative to be more compassionate i feel like that the fact that you quit video games seems like a a, a leaps and bounds higher than what i can possibly do right now yeah, when I realized like a lot of video games are they're just like reflections of the real world, like some little minor aspect of the world, like MMOs or RPGs, shooters or any any kind of game, like it, farming games. Even they're just little aspects of the real world, and you can treat reality itself like an MMO if you wanted to. And that's what I do actually. That way, 
like that, that, that way where like you didn't experience points from doing things like yeah. uh, what you just mentioned and that's all that. Yeah. So it's, trees. it's like, um, um, if you study something like that's what I was thinking about. Like I had a choice of, Oh, should I watch the, the boring entertainment? I don't know. Sometimes you need stress relief as well like you need to relax and enjoy like a comedy thing for your um uh to release mental stress we need to do all these things like balance our stress levels sometimes and then another part of me says yeah okay now it's time to like gain skills and start to learn more things i don't know i, re I remember watching dragon ball z and then there's like a line from Goku that he was just he was just saying like you know rest is is sometimes even more important than uh, uh, training, and that I don't know for whatever reason that fictional show made me realize that the, yeah there is a balance to all things, and so. Um, where was I going with this? And so I'm still going to watch Dragon... Yeah, I'm going to watch that Dragon Ball Z movie, I guess. I, I I won't feel guilty about it. It's just like a, a nostalgic lineage of... I don't know. I'm connecting it to my own higher spirit. Like, whatever happens in the film... I know I'm not going to be killing bad guys and punching people, but there's some sort of... The creators, the human creators of that film wanted something to be relayed to the audience. That's why they made that fiction. That's why they wrote those lines. Especially when I created my video games, I learned this. Like, oh, that's why I'm writing this. Because I want consciousness to evolve in some way. And that that's why I feel like fiction is useful for us in a lot of ways. I, I was kind of um, distancing myself from fiction. And I feel like in the future, we definitely will distance ourselves from fictional things. Obviously, that, that, that seems... Like, um, it's going to happen by the way we interact with our technology. It's, it's already happening with meditation. And the fact that, like, yeah, like when we hear thoughts and yeah, go on. Oh, I just can say it's like fiction is like it's a scratching an itch for, like, a part of life that we don't get normally. Yeah. That we just can't live, like, an adventurous life if, yeah. like, you're, say, disabled or anything like that and then yeah. so then if like you have like all this opportunity or the chance to go on an adventure say like even virtually but not fictionally it's going to help a lot and track that same itch and i, I think fiction and fiction has its place though it, it was, it's like yeah. you can do things with the worlds that you can't do with like the like the physical laws of the real world and actuality and the way things are but right well, it's it's interesting. It's interesting because sometimes I get thoughts, and sometimes I'm like, I believe I'm telepathically sending a thought, and I'm I'm asking people for confirmation. I haven't got confirmation. I only got confirmation once, and I just I was just sensing my mom's energy, and I just heard her thought forms go money, 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 money. And so I said, are you thinking about money right now? And she was like, what? How did you know that? I'm like, oh, I, the mind is easy to read if you know how. It's like a book or what? No, it, it was just like, I, I don't know. I picked it up on, in your energy. And so 
I feel like there is like when we get those in, I don't know, like when you got that energy of like you could save a billion people. Um when we get those energies that are like really we we can we have to choose to balance ourselves in the in the perfect proportion. We can't fall into fear because of anything we receive or send. And so sometimes I'm like sending thoughts to or like I receive thoughts from people and they're really negative or really positive. And I sometimes I feel chills when I hear it. like I thought I heard Krishnamurti speak to me. I, I thought I was channeling Krishnamurti at one point and I just heard him say old boy. And I like like I knew something that other people didn't know about his work. And it made me feel good like for that moment. And then I neutralized it in the next moments. Like I didn't think about it after that because it, it would be a it's a dance, so to speak. Like I, I can't keep going up and down with it. So I feel like yeah, are, no, yeah, I, yeah. I know what you, I know what you mean. It's like you just don't don't like accept it for what it is, but you don't deny it either. Yes, yes, yes. I feel like that's the the most sane way to do it. Like we know there is got to be a greater, you know, whatever transdimensional Hermes Trismegistus fifth dimensional stuff, DMT, whatever, you know, el machine elves speaking um, vibration into matter and, and stuff like this. We know all of those things are possible. We have to keep that in mind. At the same time, we have to be obviously grounded within the the real world of of the the not the real world, but you know the consensus consensus belief of what is real. Because not everybody is going to be able to perceive what the fringe engines perceive until a lot you know distant future. Yeah, that reminds me of that Taoist or the Chinese story about that farmer. It's like a good thing happened, yes. and he's like, and then they're like, oh, asked like, oh, are you happy that this happened? And he's like, uh, we'll see, or doesn't even answer, and he just like, and then some bad happens, and then they ask him the same questions like, oh, are you happy with what happened? And it's like, no, 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 it's just we'll we'll see, we'll see, right? And then like it just keeps fluctuating back and forth between the good and the bad, and just like yeah, yeah, it's like <laughs> exactly when 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 something. If we equalize what some, when something good happens, when when something bad happens, then it's better because we can indeed feel good when something bad happens. Here's a here's an example that that it's going to sound crazy, but I was riding my bike, and uh, it won't sound too crazy actually. I was riding my bike, and I had this idea that I'm going to evoke like the the consciousness of ascended masters like i want to i just want to embody what it feels like to be an ascended master for a day or something and so i couldn't do it because my thoughts were trailing off into kind of like a negative thought form so i was riding my bike and i wasn't folk like when you're riding a bike you should just be aware of what's going on in the the world right then and there because you're on a bike and that could cause damage to your body you know if you're in a car you want to kind of be uh zen about it and so i was on the bike and i was not completely in the flow of awareness i was too focused on thought 
Forbes, and it trailed off, and I just like rammed into a um, metal rod or, or something, some sort of metal something, and I hit it, and I was like, oh, you know, I was it was like a Rick and Morty episode. I was like, oh, shit, 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 shit. oh man, and, just, and I and I got hurt, and I was like, I know exactly why that happened. I know perfectly exactly why that awful thing happened. It was because I wasn't aware. I wasn't focused on the thing. And so I laughed afterwards. Like I got hurt painfully. I could have cursed, like other people would maybe curse the universe for, you know, forgone their like belief in God or who knows. But it's like we we can have that uh, interchange where negativity can be positive so long as we realize it doesn't become too negative. <laughs> I don't know. You know, you, you... yeah, just don't latch on to it too much. Exactly. There always has to be some sort of balance upward or outward into uh, to a better, a bit, a, a more interesting. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot we don't know about that. Like, if we just like relax in the world and like stop caring so much about minor things and the bottles that you see every day and all these stories that keep telling you, oh yeah, this is the way the world is, yeah. and it's like, oh maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. We'll see how it is. Like, I don't see the world that way right now. Like, you know, like the people like those doomsday preppers or anything like that, where it's like you just. Oh, we're respecting the civil war or we're respecting the apocalypse right. and it's like yeah i don't see any signs of that where i'm sitting right now right exactly and if i come into it it's gonna like be moment to moment like okay now we gotta prepare and not like beforehand but you know it, it could be good things like shambhala or uh chisita heaven or you know like this fanciful heavenly ideas that the world could be a utopia and all that yeah or dystopia yeah. <laughs> it's like no, it's usually the middle ground, but like you gotta have that magical sense sometimes, and like realize things to be what better if, than they are. But sometimes yeah. you get latched onto old yeah. thoughts and like just ideas in your head, and sometimes like that just stays and it lingers, and you like you you could be in a good place, but you still feel negative and something like that, and um, just shifting from like point a to point b or not even point a to point b just like shifting around and taking a look and assessing things and seeing yeah. okay yeah. and updating things and so like exactly. you pressure, things are fresh again and all that yeah the situation changes and you we adapt to that situation no matter what it is so if we're not aware of if we need to prepare for something um we'll be aware of it like uh will be known and if um we ever do have a disaster it's always interesting because people like become alerted like their compassion becomes like the grinch when uh you know he realizes he just stole christmas um people start realizing oh snap like i have to help my community out right now like this is uh a a, a task for a, a greater, you know, uh, evolution or, or something. So when if any disruption happens, we always manage to find a way to come across, you know, find a way to work together to be more 
social about it and stuff like that. And I, uh, so I found like, oh, okay. I think I've been avoiding capitalism kind of like I've been avoiding the idea that I need to like I didn't want to be involved within the system as much because I felt like it was completely supporting uh, the evil. But now I know it's like, well, it's, it still has some positives like it can't possibly be completely negative. And also, if we want it to be better, we have to you know, change it ourselves through some kind of vote or some kind of uh, community-led, you know. (laughs) Anyway, so I've spiraled into the in and outs of it. Um, Yeah, I have nothing more to say about that. Yeah, I mean, like, the situation calls for whatever the situation calls for, no matter what situation it is. Like, you're going to be present for that whatever it is and like if it, you have to work you have to work if you have to involve yourself with politics like the like the systems and like you don't want to be a part of any system but like you get into it and you realize oh maybe like there is two sides to everything sort of where it's yeah. uh like isolating it also isn't the greatest and capitalism a lot of people don't like it and it has its issues but Sometimes it's just like it's unnecessary and it's like, okay, I need to live. I need to afford housing or yeah. food or all this. And it's like, oh, I can't. it also, and then it like, will allow you to live a life that like you can do whatever you want after. I don't know what I'm talking about. No, but yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's like you don't want to like sell yourself out, but you don't know what you're selling out yourself to or in a way. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's we want um, the best for ourselves and then the best for everybody else and so that's what we're at the balance point that we're attempting to accomplish in this moment the year 2022 it's different for people in the past and it's going to be different for people in the future and so I wonder if like we need some sort of um, kind of like accept it. like I feel like maybe we're too afraid of a utopia right now because we we have things that we need to accomplish first in our lives or something before we can possibly reach some kind of mutual agreement upon planet Earth, wherein that you know maybe we'd have some sort of open contact with ETs or something like that, where our whole story would change. Oh, there was some song about uh, uh, it was really good. So some. What was it? It was called, it was just like a whole like seven minute song of electronic music. And there was uh, the whole time it was just a story of someone's dream. And it was like UFOs are coming in and like everything gets black and like a black void. And you hear like tornado sirens like, whoo. And then um, he says, "I th- I think this dream is about like, it's 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 good because when we get in contact with something that's outside ourselves, it'll change us forever and stuff like that. So something that's horrible and horrifying, like something that seems like a dystopian reality to one individual, would be a utopian." reality to another individual 
And it's yeah, just, sometimes if you, yeah. like, you have it in your own self too, where it's like you look back on something that seemed horrible at one point, and then you're like, oh, maybe that was an actual good time in my life and all that. Yeah. That said, I'm still not getting the Neuralink. I don't know. I'm not getting it. I don't want it. I want to go. Instead, I want to go to Tibet and like maybe they'll help me with my condition more and I'll be able to master my mind or something. Have you ever thought about that? Like maybe in 30 or 40 years, you'll find like a true master that can actually help you learn how to fly and stuff like that. Uh, I could imagine that, but I don't see it happening. Like they all, like they all say, it all comes from in you. Other that, like that, what they say matters. If it is from you, and it's all on you, then it's all within you. All that power and you being able to fly, even if it's like not really true, but like you know what it means. Where it's like it's just like you, you can power yourself. Yeah, it's like. I don't. I'm not looking for a master or a guru or anything like that. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if in the future, like we do, come across people who like train their minds so well that they can do seemingly yeah. odd feats that we can explain. I feel like that happens all the time in India, it's because I read so many stories, like so many accounts of people that are like, "Oh yeah, my guru." Like I literally saw him do this, but it's all through. A kind of synchronicity because sometimes um, pe- people can show off in front of others and if they show off then they lose their city so to speak because they're doing it for a reason beyond what they were supposed to be doing it for such exam like I've had lucid dreams where I'm just flying in the air and I'm showing my friends that I'm flying and every time I have these dreams, I'm like, hey, look, I'm flying. They just completely ignore me. And so I, using the Jungian, awesome Jungian philosophy, I kind of interpreted that to mean that I wanted to be better than them. And I wanted to show them something that no other human being, like I wanted to show them that I could do the impossible. And every time I talk with them, I always kind of that's where I want to lead them into. Anytime I talk to anyone, usually I'm like, you know, we can do the impossible, right? Like, you know, we could, if we've invented all these technologies, I wonder if our consciousness is more powerful within, is way more powerful from within than it is without. Not that I'm knocking on all the the cool toys and gadgets we got because those things are pretty cool. Um, I just wonder like... If 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 we can find a way to accept the, both, accept the idea that fiction and reality all can be one and the same, depending on how how much effort we want to put into it. Yeah, I think Carl Jung had a story about uh, one of his patients who, um, like, he, they had a myth, like they had a personal myth where they were live, like they lived on the moon or something like that and he just took them at their word for it because that's their myth and that's the story they live by and that's how they get through and all that and you don't know what they can like you can accomplish being a little like not not to say delusional but you know just not grounded entirely but you know you have to get off the ground to be able to fly anyways so yeah what that's part of it is like you have to lose touch with reality a bit but not too far and that's, that that's a per, yeah, that's, that's a perfect fine metaphor. Line. 
because that that's the, that's a perfect metaphor for what I'm talking about. Because basically, people get upset with any idea that sounds like fantasy, because of all the people that maybe you know uh, took at you know took like the one or two people that took drugs and they thought they could do the impossible, but they did it in an impossibly of you know foolish way like they jumped off of a window or, or something t- because they believed they could fly or uh they um i don't know thought they had magical powers or something like and th- then they uh, realized they didn't and trying to walk on water <laughs> walk on water and probably drown or something but yeah. anyone can so you know it may be very well that these things can occur in a safe manner and maybe we're like in the future we're kind of like preparing ourselves for that now by simply um doing our work doing what we believe is helpful to others and kind of learning from others at the same time trying like making sure we have all our compassion intact before we can do these kind of impossible things in a in a safer environment and then also maybe um, so it, it like it doesn't matter what uh, it doesn't matter what we choose to how we choose to spend our our free time whether we get you know a microchip in our head or if we get um, augmentations like cyborgs which is already kind of like I saw a person with uh, artificial leg because their their leg got chopped off so that helped helped them and then i hear stories of you know people uh being healed of their spinal injuries through qigong and i feel like wow that could probably only happen to one person though like that would probably only happen to the one person that was in bed and a qigong master happened to waltz by and say oh yeah you can just heal yourself by doing um uh this tree pose for the next for five hours a day or whatever because he had nothing else to do so he could spend and focus his energy on that one aspect of life for me i don't even i i expend my energy in multiple ways so it's already spread out that's just who i am i don't know if i would be able to focus on healing or you know focus on uh, game design or what I like to spread my energy around I feel like you might be the same way I don't know what do you think uh, I don't know I'm going to throw back to the Buddhist eightfold way eightfold yeah. path you know the right view right thought right speech right action livelihood effort mindfulness and right concentration Yeah. you know all that you need all of that stuff and it's like a pyramid or like a bridge where you need all those presses and points where they all interlock and all that stuff i I don't know but it's hard to say what like what it takes for things to work out magically (laughs) yeah me neither that's what i was thinking is like it takes a lot of like like oh it takes like the right things but it's like what are those right things what are the right conditions and can you replicate not even like scientifically replicate it but you know like can you do it again can you show people can you like prove just like can you prove to yourself you're better than you were the day before yeah and if you can prove yourself like that you're doing better in like from like you can like go back of course but like if you're just working towards things i mean things will go well yeah i feel like that too i feel like there was always 
sometimes we have to like disconnect ourselves from certain um, realities just so we can focus on one reality. Like we might disconnect ourselves from certain philosophies just so we can kind of experience a certain type of freedom from those philosophies. And so at any point, we can always reconnect and be like, oh, yeah, I guess um, like Freud knew a little something more than Jung on this matter or, or whatever because he was just talking about sex all the time. And maybe there was there is a kind of sexual drive towards our dreams than, than what Jung was uh, experiencing. And I always wondered, like... It, and it's always our free will to just decide what what we want to think about uh, our dreams, or or we can just completely say it's neutral, or we can say it's uh, helping us or yeah. hindering us in our waking life, or well, not. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, reality is pretty open, and like we all get our voice in like the say of how it is or what it's like, but. We're only talking about little parts or fragments of the whole picture of the whole universe. And the p bigger picture, like, it has lots of little nooks and crannies you can explore and investigate and write on and all that. But yeah. really, you're not going to get the whole picture of what things are. But it's all useful. Everything's everything's useful in some ways. It's yeah, like, but we'll yeah, always get a little bit. Idea. We always get, like, a little bit more of the picture. It seems yeah. like every time, every it might not be every day, but you know, maybe every year, or maybe for certain people, it might be every day when they, you know, go into spiritual awakening and stuff like that, where insights connect with insights. I believe, um, and dope, you know, the dopamine it just hits are consistent, nonstop, and then sometimes we have to just like completely be aesthetic. And just quiet our mind and see if we can um, go into the void of our space more. But uh, mm -hmm. putting it back on track here, I feel like, uh, yeah, it's it's all it's all good in the end. So we it, yeah. so long as we're consistently doing that process without going like choosing the dark side of free will, right? How like mm -hmm. getting so angry at the world that we want to hurt it. I don't know why anyone would who listen to this podcast would do that, but certainly we have to realize that uh you know, not every not all the consciousness on planet Earth has chosen that yet. Sex. But like I feel like I don't know, I, just, I still I just have the belief that if I'm of a higher vibration, I can just avoid all that. It seems to work well for me. That that certain belief seems to work good. Like if I just believe I cannot be harmed because I, I chose the good side, I, I just so mentally stabilizing. It, it's so mentally stabilizing. I don't know why I would remove it for any reason. But still to this day, there's people that don't believe that. They think they can like be stabbed or shot in the face or, you know, gang raped or whatever it is. Um... And they're probably in prison or, or something. It's a different kind of consciousness. Anyway, I, I spoke too much. What um, Final words, Cody. Thanks for coming on the podcast. My God, this is a great conversation. Well, first of all, thanks for having me, Jaron. And my final words are 
to be open and accepting and just to live life. Thank you. Where can people find you? That's it. Uh, at Cosm Effect, C-O-S-M-E-F-F-E-C-T, and that's everywhere. Great. Uh, you, you can. Uh, where where can people message you? Uh, I'm mostly on Twitter, but like I mentioned earlier, I have a forum if you want to explore there and discuss ideas at length. Oh, great. Okay. Don't feel free to reach out to me anytime. Uh, and audience, feel free to reach out to Cody, assuming this gets an audience in the future. Uh, I get about like, you know, I get enough listeners. Who knows? Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I'm one of your listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You give, me, right. you give me one penny for every listen. So that that does accumulate over time, I think. All right, have a good one. You too, Jaren. <laughs>